Viewer discretion is advised. Like the word impossible, everyone understands it as like, you, you can't do it. But if you add a yet at the end of that definition, it changes how you perceive anything that's impossible. Mandate. Hey, welcome to Mandate, where we navigate fresh perspectives and nothing is off the table. Tonight's guest house all the way from the promised land, 274, also known as uh, Otara, but also known as the home of the brave. Well, most, I guess you could say, Waimondi to be exact. Yeah, yeah man. Waimondi, and the man is a freelance actor and a dancer. And so he's done some, some film already in MTV as well. So he's recently on uh, Doc Rockers, also on The Panthers. And I think that a, a feature film with... Um, one of the usos um, in terms of the Baron of, of Tor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah the yeah. Baron of Tor. Yeah, yeah. Also, the man has um, done a, in terms of dance, it's called what, Atali'i Ole Crescent. Yeah, yeah. And also, the man has, has a few work or a few projects uh, in the pipeline, but um, more so, the man does something called Creative Wednesdays. And so, the man will, will elaborate more on that as we dive into the conversation. But before that, please put your hands together for the amazing and the illustrious Villa Le Manu. <laughs> That's the, oh, that was our entrance for days. Yo, thank you, T. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming um, tonight. Uh, just off the battles, before we kind of really get into the conversation, Brian, just tell us, tell us what you've been up to, man, because you, you, you're a busy man, and tell us some of the projects or some of the things already on Duck Rockers. Tell us how how's, how that panned out and how, oh, how are things it. panning out for you, Uso? Yo, thank you, Uso. Um, so, yeah, man, a lot. Hey. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. Um, Yeah, like this year... Especially, it's just been filming um, since probably like April. Um, I managed to, I don't even know if I'm allowed to say some of the stuff, but I'll tell you it's anyway. All good. <laughs> but, um, so I, I was filming a TV series earlier this year called Far North, which I think is going to come out sometime next year, hopefully. Um, and then straight after that, jumped onto Duck Rockers, which was just released. Um, so I think that's weekly. And from there, yeah, just, just a few other gigs. I uh, jumped on a web series uh, called Inky Pinky Ponky as well. Um, amongst all of that I just got Sort of co-signed To a team Called Project Team Who do a lot of Street style dances um, A lot of battle events As well um, Just to keep me active In the dance space But yeah man uh, And project wise That's kind of like A lot of what's been Taking up my time Recently But yeah Yeah Ooh, that and many more things that I'm kind of just like jotting down at the back of my head. Oh man, man. busy, busy, man, busy young blood, man. Trying to, man. Yo, hey, man, thanks for coming on. Also, nah, it's cool to see a young cat on here. And um, our, our, a lot of our viewers may know you and may not know you, but they're gonna know you. So, ah. you remember this team that we had, um, Villa Le Manu here on Mandate, and when Yo. he blows up, man, we're gonna. Yeah, just give him his flowers now and we just um, just Yo, remember Otara to the world, say to the world. And yeah, bro, it's cool to have you on and I can't wait to um, chop it up in terms of like what makes you tick. And Yo, Keen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I nah, I appreciate it heavy. Yeah. Like, um, yeah, I, I know where I'm at. It's a weird one where like I know where I'm at. Like I know I'm emerging mm. to a lot of people. Um, It's that weird thing of like, people don't see you till your 10th year of being in it. Mm -hmm. So uh, for me, it's just like, I understand where I'm at. Yeah. But yeah, I'm steady working, man, and been working, you know? So yeah, it's just continuing that grind, eh? That's cool. And yeah. shout out to Wesley Aumau. Yo! Um, Dragon Wears, who nominate the young buck over here. And and there's people that know, you know, like you're the Samurji star, but you've been working. 
and there's um you know people from the area that know that you've been working and so then won't be surprised when you do blow up and um hopefully you know when you do take off the sample could we see before keeps that same energy oh, and yeah, we know man. you will because you such a humble oh humble yo, man. appreciate it eh? yeah 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 hopefully um yeah i mean i wouldn't be still in it if that's not the aim so like i just keep working to kind of get there f- not, uh, not just for myself but i guess for everyone's that sort of like supported me throughout the way yeah. eh? i feel like that's a waste of support if i just stop now so yeah man. yeah yeah keen um so what does it mean for you to be from Waimondi? Like? Yo, oh, like for me, I, I'm, I'm mad proud, eh? Mm. Um, and really grateful. I feel like a lot of who I am and a lot of how I see the world is because I come from Waimondi. Um, yeah, I, what's cool for me is like, I, I always thought of myself as like a real South side dude. Cause like I was in between, Waimondi is like in between Otara, Pep and Urahu. It's like sort of that middle point. So I was like, oh man, this is like real Southside man. Like, you know what I mean? I'm a yeah. hati, hati, wamonli, um, wamonli, and I guess. Um, but yeah, for, for the longest time, uh, the community that, that were, I, was, I was sort of raised up in was like hati. A lot of us were Samoans. A lot of us went to the same church. So the community that I grew up in in Wamonli was really, for me, it was real um, vivid. It was real adamant. Like it was real solid. And yeah, it's weird leaving there kind of going to the city and then kind of like realizing that i don't know people thought of us as like minorities as as sort of islanders which just crack up to me because my whole life i've never felt like a minority because mm. everyone that i've been surrounded with and all of the the culture and and the people i was it was a majority to me so it was a cool little so it was for the time of me growing up it was a cool little shell of like this world but yeah man flip oh, i have a lot of great memories from my monthly man mm-hmm. um a lot of crack up ones um but it's definitely made me who i am and yeah i feel like anyone that understands a sort of community like that like i'd say otara is very much like that you know um that's something to cherish eh? mm-hmm. like that's something to be grateful for yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But that, like in terms of like you said you're you're from uh, Otara proud Otara Waimondli, yeah. But, and so you said like kind of kind like a shell you know, in terms of culture. You kind of like you felt like you're the you were the minority. Yeah. You were like okay, this is all my people, the Pacifica and Maori. But like because you, you're living out out, out um, in central now, eh? It's all yeah, city, man, city now. City now, yeah, yeah. yeah. So how was it? How's, how's it been for you in terms of kind of getting out of the hood or South Auckland and kind of experiencing different areas of, 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 of New Zealand or Auckland, yeah. so to speak. So how, did you kind of still take the same energy? Like you kind of, or was it kind of quite hard to kind of um, yeah. assimilate or mix with the different, um, I, different areas? I know diff- what different you suburbs? mean, because eh? it's like, you can feel it when you leave. Like, um, you're not like a fish out of water, but like, I think as everyone that's kind of grown up out South, we turn into like a certain sort of like unapologetic person you know there's a certain energy of people when you come out from out south and going into somewhere like the city i don't know man i just didn't care like i was really i was always myself you know like and i always aim to be myself because i if i feel like i i can't then i I don't like the feeling of of not being who i am so yeah i even now even though i'm in the city man i still i still rip the south you know what i mean i'm still from the south like can't take the the boy out the hood and expect him to change. 
Well, I'm glad you said that because some, I don't know. I don't know if you've experienced that because sometimes you make, you get someone out there and they're like, oh man, and some, you know, we, we always say changes. Oh, changes. Yeah, different, different, different yeah. areas. Like, oh man, oh, I don't know you from South. You act like you're from somewhere else. Yeah, buzzy. Have, have you experienced it like that in, in the different um, areas that you're, you're living in or in the places yeah. you've been to now? I think I haven't. And I, I've had moments where I've been out of Auckland and like, I'm like, holy crap, this is way different to our South. You know what I mean? But. If anything, it just kind of opened my eyes up to a wider world. Like the South side in me isn't what's around me. It's more so who I am. So like it's, it's the only thing that it's really done is sort of altered how I perceive things. So like for me, I'm just like a South side person perceiving what it's like to be in a city or in a different environment. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I think what I'm trying to say, I guess, is that being raised out South, it's just changed my perspective of everything or it's it's molded my perspective and how I view things and see things or see people and yeah, yeah I don't know that's cool man that's cool cool that's mean it's cool I yes. think that makes sense yeah yeah, 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 yeah. it makes sense hey, it makes sense man it's not where you live it's who you are and yeah how, all of yeah. that upbringing yeah. all of that culture the experiences the experiences yeah molded you into the, the exactly you are, so yeah. and I think for things like struggle and things like trauma it's definitely like it's made me like I guess I'm not as affected by a lot of things being outside of Auckland or you know what I mean outside of, of the South because I've had my own fair share of experiences and, and and yeah I guess my understandings from out South when I go into other places maybe it just doesn't hit as much or hit as hard I don't know I'm kind of just realising it as I talk about it eh? it's cool it's cool man um, in terms of your CV, and when, they, oh, yep. when we look at your name and some of the stuff you do, like how how do you explain what you do? Like, yeah, that's a hard one because even you, Vila the Southsider, Vila yeah, the dancer, Vila yeah. the actor. Or <laughs> I'm all of it, man. Like, if I, if I was to like condense it into one word, I just want to be a storyteller. Mm. Ultimately, my goal isn't to be oh like the side mission is to be like a dancer and an actor and I guess someone from South but like ultimately I just want to be a really good storyteller I think that's where the power is eh and that's ultimately the crux of everything it's the thing that ties in what what I love about dance what I love about acting and even music storytelling is the, the thing that holds it all together yeah so you storytell and through your expressions of like yeah like different different mediums are almost like different languages to me eh? so like there's stuff that the english the Eng english language um can't say but dance can you know what i mean there's something that dance might not be able to articulate but maybe acting can it's different mediums have it's, it's almost like a four-dimensional thing mm -hmm. where it's like sometimes if i want people to feel a certain way i'd have to use a different sort of medium yeah I think that's how uh, I see it. Yeah. That's cool. Well, that's powerful. And how oh. did you get in? How did you figure that out for yourself? Like, yeah. this is me. I want to storytell through all these different mediums. Yo, I think I'm still figuring it out. And I oh, think, yeah. um, like, even I just, I'm really aware, like, as I talk about it, I know me today, that's what I believe. But I know, like, maybe tomorrow I'll have another epiphany and I might believe something else. But for the time being, like, um, I think it was during high school, I just knew that I loved dancing, um, acting, and I just wanted to carry it on. Um, 
but I didn't know what it was that I loved. Like I, I knew it wasn't the the sort of like fame aspect or being in front of audiences aspect because that still scares me. You know what I mean? Like I'm not in it for all of that. It's the ability to tell a story and to move the audience. Um, it's like being a conductor, man. Like you know what I mean? Like I can uh, conduct the, the audience's feelings mm. as as I go, and I feel like that's really for me. That's what I'm keen for. That's the thing I'm curious about. Eh? Like what? How can I? really control the room and I think yeah that's what I aim for now like in a lot of my works now and how I approach acting it's that it's like how can I how can I convince the audience you know that watch me and how can I take them on a journey yeah you know? man because it's interesting you mentioned the, the storytelling and I think a lot of our, our Pacific and Modi um, creatives and artists are all kind of kind of alluding to that storytelling. They want to talk about stories, they want to share their stories. Mm. What, what do you think that's 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 the case now? Um, and, and you likewise, what's, what do you think that's the case as to why our people, our, our young people, and just creators in general, are wanting to tell, share the stories of our, our ancestors and so forth, or their own personal stories? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, everyone has their own reasons, but I feel like what I, what I reckon is that maybe, I think the first case is that we don't see enough of it. So it's good to see a lot of people um, write stories and tell stories and, and um, put them up, document them. Like, it's really encouraging for me to see a lot of that. And I, I always try and back, find ways to support it. Um, but yeah, I think, and a lot of it's just underrepresentation, eh? Like, a lot of these stories either aren't told or aren't told enough. And so, for me, uh, yeah, if, if I hear people talk, about wanting uh, them wanting to sort of produce their own work and write their own stories. Oh man, I'm real keen to back it. Like, uh, yeah, I still feel like there's a lot that's unsaid, a lot, a lot left unsaid. And so I hope that we get more people from different backgrounds to to write more things. Um, and that's just not, and that's not just culturally as well. Like, I mean, even environment wise, you know, what I mean, I, I feel like a lot of our um, uh, I don't want to say troubled youth. I feel like they have a lot of powerful stories, mm. and um, yeah, there's there's a power in telling it. Um, I feel like a lot of people might feel more alone because you know what I mean the inside voice in their head. But that's the power of storytelling. Is you know if if you release your story and, and let people know what you've been through, you'll you'll be surprised that people will relate and resonate with it and. For others, for audience members, it's just like a mean thing to get out of their of their own head and to be like, oh, there's actually people out here that's gone through something similar. Yeah. Mm, man, that's good. That's, that's good, cool. man. That's good. Is is it like um is it is it is it quite tough for you to go down this lane of of in the, like, in the industry like with some of the hopes and dreams that you Oh yeah, man. You have and it's always gonna be tough. I just have to be tougher. You know what I mean? Like I, I ain't scared of it. I, I feel like um, everyone that's taken this journey and, and has been in it for over a year or even two years, they understand that it's hard, but it's not impossible. You know what I mean? Like it's achievable. Um, a lot of it's just, oh man, a lot of it's time like and, and trusting time. Like you really have to give yourself a lot of time to do the work. Um, What's helped me is like discipline, just just making sure that I have something consistent and just stay at it, um, and changing like my mind frame. Me, 
So like, like I didn't realize it at the time, but something that really helped me um, during the end of high school was like, I changed definitions to words. So like, for example, like the word impossible, um, everyone understands it as like, you, you can't do it. But if you add a yet at the end of that definition, it changes how you perceive anything that's impossible. Because it gives you more hope. Like for me, it gave me more hope if someone was like, oh, gee, like you can't do a backflip, gee, that's impossible. It just meant that like no one's done it yet or like I haven't done it yet. So it just gave me more hope to try again. So like I just kept changing the definition of certain words and it helped me change my mind frame of like things that would seem scary at first. And I just keep going at it, eh? That's cool. Did, were you always driven like that, or like what? What made you sort of stand out from your peer group or from your yeah. the area you're from? Like, you you probably would be passionate about certain things, and I don't know yeah. if anyone's like, "Hey, what are you doing? You look, what an idiot!" No yeah, one's doing that. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if that was your experience or. Yeah, I feel like um, I, I, it's cool. It's a weird one where I feel like we have a culture of no one would say it up front, but like you know, what I mean, people you can feel the energy sometimes. Um, but I, for me, I didn't realize it was passion at first. It was curiosity. I just wanted to see where I could go. Um, and I still am curious, you know, I'm, I'm curious to see if, if I still have what it takes to make it into a different audience. You know what I mean? Like if I can crack the American audience, for example, or if I can make works that, um, can sell at arenas, that, that still is a thing that I'm curious about. And so I'm still aiming to kind of like work at it. Um, so yeah, I, I hardly... I, I never, it's weird because I just noticed that now as I'm talking to you, like, I never actually called myself passionate. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I guess, for me, I, I love being, um, I just love being in it, eh? Like, I, I just love doing it. Um, and when I when I love something, I guess I tunnel vision. And so, um, yeah, anything that kind of, like, feels nice to tunnel vision in, I just go for yeah. That's cool. Yeah. That's well, cool. I mean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're saying yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, You man. block out everything. Everything. Yeah, I, I don't even mean to block out everything. <laughs> I just do like, um, yeah, it just, and that's why I love the craft so much because you can never clock it. You can never be the best at it. So like you always, you're, you're always tunnel vision and you're always going to go somewhere. You're always going to find something new. That's cool. Like, like what you say that, you know, it's your, it's your craft. You know, you're always refining it, refining your craft. Yeah. As any creative or any artist would do, refine their craft. Uh, but you, you mentioned discipline and, and, and mindset. And so obviously in, in the game of, of, you know, of freelance acting and, and dancing, what does it, what does it, tell us, what does it look for you in terms of discipline and, and mindset? Can you elaborate in terms of what, how, does, how do you kind of conjure up all those ideas and also stay in the game and, and, and always and be motivated? Yeah, buzzy. Um. I think the first one is like, there's almost like two parts, or at least how I see it, there's almost two parts. So like the first part is the technical stuff. So like for dance, your body is like your medium. You know what I mean? It's your instrument. And for acting, oh, I'd say even for acting, your body is your instrument and your medium. So like just keeping fit is, is a really already a massive step to sharpening your tools. Um, so it's just being, yeah, for me, it's making sure that even weekly, just checking in, see how my body is, find ways to make sure that I'm safe and healthy. And then the creative aspect is the second aspect. And it's a weird one, but stillness actually helps me with that. Finding moments to just sit down or um, check in with myself. I, I feel like I don't do it enough, especially, especially when I'm 
there's a lot going on or, or there's a lot of projects on the move. But with stillness, there's something about being present that makes you like in tune with your surroundings. And as storytellers, um, we have to know what we're telling the stories of, you know what I mean? So sometimes you have to sit down and have a look at what's going on outside. And so for me, stillness is the thing that, that's the thing that draws me back to what it is that I, um, that's resonating with me in the present moment and what I feel like is honest and deserves to be on stage or deserves to be made. I think, yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. I think that's what it is. It's cool, cool. Um, Pete mentioned before um, in terms of um, this... You do like Creative Wednesdays? Yo. Are you able to talk about it? Because I think Hell it's yeah. cool. Yeah, man, I'm keen. Um, So like, I was crack up. So I was off Doso, Samson, Rambo one year. Oh, I think it was 2020. Um, And this was during lockdown. And this is when everyone was going on their walks and, and doing their challenges. I was like, oh, I mean. Um, but it was also <laughs> no a weird- push-ups. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was a weird time where I felt like when I was on social media, um, I noticed, you know what I mean? Like everyone was doing amazing things. It was that weird moment where it's like, oh man, everyone's doing a lot. Everyone's doing a lot. But it's hard to know. Like you never know what people are doing or, or not doing. And there was a thought that came to my mind where I was like, man, uh, I wish people understood that there was more to it than just the, the end product. Um, and I, I was talking about people as in people that may not know how much effort and time it goes into finishing projects or doing projects. And so I was like, man, I, I'll be keen to um, show people part of the process through social media. And then I, I was also at the same time, it was like a different thought. I needed a day to keep me um, creative because like I had no work at the time in terms of like um, projects and I was working at a vape store at the time. So I was like, I need to stay active. I need to stay um, sharpening these tools. And so I was like, okay, I just need to dedicate one day where um, I'm just gonna stay creative and just use that as a day of working. Cause as freelancers, man, um, it's so easy to just sit there and, and wait for an audition to come through. So I was like, nah, I don't want to be like that. I want to be someone that's proactive. I want to be someone that's actually fighting to be on screen or, or to be on, on stage. And so I was like, sweet, Wednesday is the day because it's the middle of the week. So it's like, if I, have no we if I have no work this week or if I, know, if I have no auditions this week, I'm going to at least have Wednesday where I'm just going to spend the whole day just doing something creative. And so... At first, I, at first, I used Wednesdays, or creative, I created creative Wednesdays, and at first, I just used it to kind of like go over scripts and um, practice, you know what I mean, um, some dance moves, and and then I'd put it online on my story, um, just so that for me it's like a checklist. So for me, it's like okay, sweet, I've done it. This is me saying that I've done it, and then that's that. I can put it there. That's me done for the day. Um, and then I had another epiphany the week after. And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try different things that I'm not used to. So I ended up writing out a list of, I guess, other um, genres or things that I wasn't good at. So things like accents or like, um, what is it? Magic tricks, like just a random list of different genres. And I was like, sweet. Every Wednesdays from now on, every creative Wednesday, I'm gonna try and do at least three or four things and learn something new. Cause what that meant was that I had to sharpen my tools 
get used to being shit on um oh can I swear sorry <laughs> you. sorry you but um get used to being shit and people seeing um it also meant that um oh, yeah it also meant that um for me I'm just learning something new Sort of holding you accountable Yeah and that's Yeah sorry And that's the last one Yeah and it's, it's holding me accountable It just meant that um, I checked all of these things off I've learned something new And then I move on To the next week And I've been doing that For like three years now I think That's mean Yeah well, What was some of the stuff You are doing like Bro yeah so like Accents um, Magic tricks What else did I What was do? the meanest Magic trick you Gee, card magic tricks Are buzzy Like a lot of it's <laughs> Illusion um, Illusionary type stuff eh? Like when you do it You're like Oh this is pretty underwhelming But like As as an audience member You're like Oh gee Just move the card like, <laughs> It's buzzy Because like you can A lot of A lot of those skills That I learned In other things um, Was really transferable To The main things That I wanted to do Like for dance And for acting um, I'll try and give an example eh? Like, oh, let's just use magic tricks for ex as an example. Eh? Um, the core thing about magic tricks is that you have to hide the fundamentals, right? So you have to hide how the thing works. And if you do it correctly, um, that's how you get the audience to be in awe. Because you're like, oh, they don't know how I did it. So that's why they're amazed. So for me, when it comes to storytelling and, and acting or um, and dance, when I when it comes up when I came up with certain methods of making things, that was my aim. Just like just like a magician or just like a magic trick, hide how can I hide the fundamentals of of a certain um game or a certain uh, task so that the audience don't get it, but the dancers on stage do and it creates a sense of awe. So like those certain things like that that I was like, oh that's transferable to these other crafts. And yeah, man. And also, like, there are things that opportunities have come from Creative Wednesday as well. Like, work, from working with accents, um, Far North was the first time I've had to have, uh, I had to do an Aussie accent for it. You know what I mean? Let's, let's, oh, yeah, bro. Give us, 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 give if I'm talking like this and that, um, <laughs> just making sure that, um, yeah, so like for me, um, I know that the accent's a bit nasally and that, and also um, in, um, inflictions and that at the end, like just making sure that it goes up. Nice. <laughs> That's cool, yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. But it's like, it's cool because Creative Wednesdays is a thing where it's like, even though it's, uh, it might seem silly at the time, that's me just staying ready. You know what I mean? Oh. There's a quote where it's like, never, never get ready, just stay ready. Yeah. Like so, um, for me, it's it's a it's a mean checklist. It's a mean way to be like, okay, sweet, you're still kind of pumping the blood. You're still kind of staying active, staying ready. Cool. Sorry for putting you in the spot. You backed up what you just but said. But that's what I mean. You gotta ready. stay ready. Never know when you We appreciate that because I think it's that's great what you're doing, the Creative Wednesday, because. You know, you could just kind of rest on your laurels and say, oh, you know, just no work available. So I'm just going to just kind of chill and, and, and whatever. That's yeah. But you just kind of, think, you know, I just got to keep just refining, keep refining, keep refining my craft like, exactly. like you said before. And so that's incredible that you, you, you kind of do this. And so obviously, has, you said, does it open up some doors for you in terms of? Yeah. yeah um, you, so like that's that's one. Uh, like another one that I kind of got into was voice acting. So like uh, I 
oh, real grateful. And just a shout out to my agent as well, Johnson and Lid. But um, it was my first time sort of doing a voiceover for a Nickelodeon show called Shark Dog. Where I was like, yeah, but yeah. at the time, like, I was just trying to play with funny voices, you know what I mean? Because I was like, I never know when, when I'm going to use this, for, like, during Creative Wednesday. Um, but it helped me kind of, like, take the first step in trying out all of these things. Um, and so, yeah, man, I think it was, like, a couple of months later, I was just, I got a random audition being like, hey, would you, oh, it wasn't even an audition. They're just like, hey, look, they'd like you to read for this. Are you keen to step in? And I was like, oh, sweet. And then I found out it was Nickelodeon and I found out what it was. And I was like, oh man, I'll just give it a try and see how it goes. And then luckily managed to get it. Um, yeah, that's just one of the opportunities that have come from Creative Wednesday. Eh? Oh, wow. What's it? So what's the, the, the name of the... Oh, Shark Dog. Shark it's called Shark Dog. Dog. Oh. I think it's on Netflix too. Me. It's a kid um, kids animation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um yeah, like it's like for me it's cool because like after two years of well two, three years of um Creative Wednesday, i the one thing that's really been beneficial for me is like being fearless when it comes to trying thing, new things. Mm. Um I feel a bit more um open to to new spaces and to diving in the deep end a bit more now. Um which has helped me, especially like cause I know who I was back then, uh, I was really shy and didn't want to trouble people. You know what I mean? So like for after two, three years of it, I feel like it's, it's almost kind of like lubricated me into just kind of inserting myself a bit more and being more assertive and, and being more confident in, in what I do. Oh, um, but yeah, talking back to what you were saying before about like, um, yeah, it's so easy if you don't have work to just sit there and wait. Um, and I think it's it's a real like I understand the, the mindset behind it. I just know that I can't do that for me. Like for me, if that's that for me is like a dead dream because like anything that is alive moves. And if you sit and wait, that to me is dead. Like I, I have to keep it alive. And by keeping it alive, I have to work on it somehow. Um and if it's not Creative Wednesday, then it'll be watching a movie or um watching a podcast or you know what I mean, reading like I have to keep that dream moving otherwise it'll just die yeah. yeah I think that's just my approach to everything like with life like if you look at sharks you know what I mean if, if sharks stop then they die if our heart stops then we die you yeah. have to keep it moving well what a great analogy because you know I think a lot of people even adults I know you, you're quite young or young man but you know, I think a lot of a lot of people might just, you know, just uh, hopefully they're, they're listening or watching this again. Man, but this guy's always on the go. And yeah, this, yeah. This, 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 and you actually are grinding and you actually are hustling. And it's not like oh, I'm just going to sit here and think. Like, you know, some people look at oh, look at the cameras and then see you on TV on the screens and think oh, yeah, just that's easy. That looks easy to do. Yeah, but yeah, I think anyone can do it. But the truth is that not not everyone can do what you do, and especially yeah. with the, the multi multi faceted and multi multi talented that you are, and so. You talk about fearless, and I think we should, we should, be, we should talk about this. And because, uh, what do you think in terms of our men or younger men or men in general? Why do you think that a lot of us are afraid to step out or afraid to give things a go? Uh, from from your from your mm. point of view, because for, for you it seems like you have you have no problem. You just I'm just going to do it. Yeah, or at least it's it's a weird one where it's like nothing is absolute and everything is in moments. So like even for like let's just say like Creative Wednesdays. If, if I was to stop for like say three or like a month, 
I already know that I'll go back to being how I was before. So like every everything is in moments like um what am I trying to say? Like like seasons? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. like like we all feel confident um mm-hmm. in moments. Like we're never confident always. Um confidence or any emotion, it's it's never like like a happy ever after type thing. It's like you always have to chase it, you always have to keep working on it. Mm-hmm. Um so I know for me, if I, yeah, that's why I mean, like, if I stop Creative Wednesday, I'm going to, I know that further down the line, it's going to be harder for me to be confident in myself or in my work. Um, and in terms of, I guess, other people, yeah, it's hard to, I, I mean, there's multiple reasons why people would feel, um, I guess, less fear, less fearless. Um, but I think the main one is, it's a vulnerable thing to open mm, up. Yeah. Um. It's a it's a real vulnerable thing to open up, and it's even vulnerable to, it's even more vulnerable to just open up and sort of flop, um, and and that's what's what's beautiful about being trained in the theatre, and it's a shout out to Massive Theatre Company and Sam Scott, um, is that we I had to do a lot of that, like for years, like back to back, um, but then a lot of it I'd say is the inner critic, you know, your your own self, your own mind, just telling you that. Um, it'll just dream the worst possible situation mm. and often it's hard to to untie that afterwards mm. it's, it's hard to um, take those images out of your head yeah so mm. I feel like when it comes to, to being fear when it, when it comes to being fearless you just have to, to shut up your mind you have to just tell your brain to just shush and then just go in just don't think mm. um, but yeah I think a lot of it is just yeah, being okay with yourself and being okay with being shit. Mm. Yeah, that's a hard one, hey, um, Charles. Because I, I know we had we had um an- another guest um yeah last week, and he he said that you know in terms of um, being fearless, that, you know, just it's about getting over yourself and just having a laugh, and doesn't regardless of who, mm. if, if like you said, if you flop and you and you make a fool of yourself or you have egg on your face, it's all good. Yeah, mm. and, and it's um yeah you, you get um thick skin. But yeah. I, don't I don't know if we could have, I don't know, hey, Charles, what, what, what do you think for for us as, as men, like even on the table? Oh, yo. Yeah, like that's something that. Uh, well, I really like um, Vila's um, approach to it because um, like looking at it in terms of like moments and if you're not working towards it and helping um, developing some of like mm. wanting to be courageous if you sit, then you're never gonna develop that. You're gonna end up going back, and mm. then you might shrink in, back into your shell. But um, you're always developing, yeah. keeping the sharp. And that man, that's that. That's pearls of wisdom for oh, yo. for a whole group of people that um, probably never viewed it that way. Yo, I, I I just yeah, I think I just really feel for people that are courageous because. Mm. It's a weird one where it's like if people believe that you're courageous, you only need to be courageous once, and mm. then that's you sussed. Then no one, it's, it's harder for people to check up on you because they just feel like you're already, you know, what I mean, that courageous person. Mm. So like, I really feel for people that are courageous always because I'm like, you guys really are constantly putting in the work. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, man. Like, 
That's good. Man. Wow, that's a that's good. Eh? That's, uh, that's a cool. mean perspective. Yeah, like it. Yeah, because yeah, like you were saying, up Charles. Yeah. I think yeah, there's there are moments and there's times where you, you want to step out and you want to kind of okay, this is what I want to do. Mm. But like you were saying, Charles, and and you were saying as well, um, Villa, that people don't do it because they're not putting in the work. Hey, mm. so yeah, mm. but you, if you put it in the work, like oh, okay, well maybe I can do it or refine what I'm what I'm doing. And so that's just harder because I know for a lot of men. And that for them to kind of even try and do things because you know, maybe they get shut down or people will mock them. Mm. Obviously, yeah, the same thing. And a lot of the dilemmas, a lot of fear, a lot of shame, a lot of fakama. Mm. And it stops them from like doing things or giving things a try. But for you, bro, I, I like the fact that you just like, hey, you know, I don't care. And I think a lot of us should do that. Like, yeah. the courage, eh? And I think it's hard. Like, and, and, and it's the thing is like, the reason why it's so... Um, um, viewed on a pedestal is because it's really difficult. Like it's hard to maintain that. It's hard to to be fearless, you know. Um, one, because it's scary and it's just hard to convince yourself always. And I'd say a lot of a lot of what will make it difficult is your environment. Because if you're surrounded by people that will constantly tell you like, "Oh, bro, you're," you know, what I mean, that was that was shit, or, or make jokes about it, yeah. it's harder for you. It's going to be harder for you to to try again. So you really have to surround yourself and not just with people, but with like things that you ingest. So like ideologies or, or things that you might scroll through Instagram, like you really have to surround yourself with um, things that will progress you forward. Mm. And so that's why a lot of the times, like even though I have a lot of friends, I spend a lot of times alone. Um, and that's why my hardest critic I already know is myself because it's not other people telling me things, it's my brain telling me things. And that's why like, yeah, I really need a, there are days where I can tell my brain to shut up and there are days where it overtakes it and that's just the reality. That's just life, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just don't take it too seriously or I try to not take it too seriously and just aim to do better or take it one day at a time. Yeah. Mm. Well, have there been times, that you, maybe you can give us an example, have there been times where you're like, you're, like, you're in the midst of your friends and they're, and they're talking some negative um, Yo, thoughts or whatever um, and they, yeah, to have you like, oh man, how do, how do you, how do you get yourself? Do you like you said? You spend most of your time by yourself sometimes. Yeah. Do you exit the the conversation, or you just kind of oh, block yeah. it, or just I, I, out I feel of here? Like, oh, bro, yeah, that's a mean question. I like. I'm I'm glad that I view it the way. I, I'm glad I view it like that now, because it helps me get out of my head when I'm in those situations. Because um, there have been times where I'm in certain environments, um, where I'm just doing something. Like like origami for example, man. Like like I was trying to make origami, and then I had another another mate who was doing something that was really good. But I, uh, and then I just remember people being like, "Oh man, you can just finish it, Algie. That's already mad." You know what I mean? Like, and that's like just common banter. Like that's that's nothing to be offended about. But like I know further down, my mind's gonna be like, "Oh, remember that time you tried to do origami and people called it mud? You probably suck at origami." So it's just understanding. When to uh, when something is a pity thing and just to leave it as a pity thing, you know what I mean? But there are times where it just accumulate subconsciously, like certain words or certain um comments, and some things will stick with you. And it's a weird one because like no one will think about you as much as you, you know. So like when it comes to your problems, no one's gonna think about you as much as yourself. So sometimes you have to just get over yourself and and realize it's not that big of a big it's not that big of a deal. Mm. But how do you deal with self-doubt and some of the yep. yeah that inner voice the inner that, voice yeah. the inner critic eh? yeah um 
I I honestly want to be one of those dudes that say like meditation and that, but I'm not good at meditation. Eh? Like you know what I mean? We say yoga. Or yeah, yoga. You know what I mean? Like oh, very just brief, you know. Yeah, yeah. But um, nah, there are days where where I'm good at it, and there are days when I'm not. I feel like a, a lot of it is saying it out loud. So I'm grateful to have a partner that is really good at communication and and really good at listening. So um, yeah, when when there's something on either of our minds we can just sit and talk about it and unravel it together. And I feel like that's been really helpful for me. Um, but yeah, when it comes to self-doubt, just remembering time, that everything happens in moments. So like for this period, it's going to be really shit. For these two, three days, it's going to be really shit. But I understand that it's going to, you know what I mean? Time erodes everything. So like that'll dissipate and I just get back to working. And that's that's where discipline comes in too. It's like never never to sit in shit. Cause if I sit and indulge in shit, I'm gonna stay there. But um if you have the discipline to take a hit and keep going, then that will help you move on faster. So like there are times where, yeah, man, like I've been um what is it, criticized for certain things and yeah, I just had to take it on the chin and, and just keep moving. And I feel like, yeah, just understanding how time works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, even even yeah. Even if, if I'm hurt, even if I'm hurt and afraid, as long as I keep moving, then it'll be all good. Yeah. Just take you know what I mean? Just take it day by day. Take off the checklist. That's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's how I go about it, eh? You you mentioned something that's um could easily just thing over like um but you mentioned like communication your your mm. partner's good at it did she teach you it was it something that yeah. you had to get used to yeah cuz you know as men it's hard to it's communicate tricky. sometimes so mm. yeah man like i'm um, early on in our relationship eh, um i didn't even realize we were bad at communication eh? um and i think i think it's actually something that that runs in my um family um but i have a tendency where i get really angry um rather than voicing it I just, I keep quiet and I keep all of those thoughts ruminating in my brain. Um, and so when my partner would want to talk about things, um, I'd naturally just like not, not engage because I knew that I'd get angry. And for some reason, angry is, being angry is a bad thing. Oh, it is. Well, I don't know why I said it for some reason, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I, I still don't want to make it tense. But she told me that if I, if I just stayed in those thoughts, then nothing, well, one, nothing will change, but two, um, it'll just keep getting bitter, bigger. The more you think about something, the bigger it gets. So like, she taught me to just uh, slowly open up to, um, she'll like be patient with me. She'll like sit there. Um, she was relentless. She made sure that we had to talk about it. And um, even though it was a real foreign thing for me to, to open up, I was glad that she had that patience. And um, yeah. That's awesome. I feel like, ah, Flip, that's actually a really good point because I, I, I feel like a lot of who I am now and, and a lot of why I can go through things quicker is actually because of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, real buzzy. Oh, so thanks good. for that. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I know you, you got a brother that's a fighter. Yeah, and so and we, I know the family. Yeah, like the sure, family, yeah. Right? <laughs> but so, you, and you and know too that we're really, really quiet. You know too that um, all of all of my siblings don't talk much, mm. and yeah, I think it's because of it's it's that it's we just keep it to ourselves. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's to avoid confrontation or, or to keep the peace, but yeah. it's difficult to communicate because of that, that culture. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's cool that you've um, figured that out and developed this way of communicating and expressing yourself. Um, and cause it'll just add value to the storytelling. And yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For real. Yeah. Um, but it's a weird one where it's like, I think that's why I was really in tune with um, storytelling through dance and through acting. It's because I couldn't do it in my words. Yeah. And so I had to find a different way to express it or, yeah. or um, creatively let it out. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Trippy. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it's cool for our viewers because they'll figure out that, man, I got to find these different outlets for me to express myself or else if I sit with it, mm. it's going to come out badly when it's... When shit hits the fan or yeah, exactly. when someone like approaches me and I'm sitting with all this rubbish mm. and then the wrong person comes, then I'll unload it in the wrong way. Or and yeah. so it's cool that we're having this conversation where like, man, I express myself through this. There's mm. an outlet here, and everyone's different. Yeah, not the same. So For it's real. cool hearing your process and. Yeah, man, young buck, you're you're, you're self aware, but you're still evolving. So mm. uh, so cool to ah uh, for me anyway. Yeah, like having yeah. the style of knowing. I think I think that's yeah. No, nah, thank you for that, Us. Mm. Um, but I'm also really grateful that I, I'd say a lot of a lot of the generation before me took the brunt of it. I think, <laughs> and it's from watching that generation deal with it that sort of made me more aware and made me. I just become more observant of it all. And I think that's why it's really cool, like podcasts like these, where you guys can just openly talk about it. Um, but yeah, man, I feel like it's your guys' generation where I like learned a lot. And so I'm continuing to learn, you know? Our generation doing that wrong or nah, doing nah. that both? It's, just, <laughs> it's like just taking on life and like, you know what I mean? Life will hit however. But it's almost like a wave where it's like, it's hit you guys first and then it's about to hit us. But I've learned from how you guys deal with it. Oh, his age group B. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, oh, oh, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't think we do this enough. We always rip last out, but what school are you from? Well, I'm at Otahu College, man. Yeah. Loud so and what? proud. Say with your chest. Yeah, thing. man. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> you know, um, there's a lot of greats that have come from that. That school, there's a lot of. I, I want to shout out my whole year group, man. Mm. Um, class of 2014, because I feel like it was for me, man. It was such a good year group, bro. Like, um, there was no real drama, at least not that I knew of. Everyone is super supportive. Um, everyone that I see now is still chasing their dreams, you know. So, like, um, I'm really grateful and proud to be at Oruhu at that year mm. and to graduate at that year because I feel like that was like a massive sort of confidence. Um, it's like a stepping stone of confidence for yeah. me that being from that year group. And um, even now and then I just message people randomly or get messages from, from people of that class randomly um, just being supportive. So like, yeah, I really want to shout out to everyone, everyone of that year group, man. Like it was cool. 
Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool, man. It's cool. Yeah, you touch on some really good stuff, man, also in terms of communication, like Charles was saying, communication and the right supports uh, and also your, your, your partner as well. So just um, has there ever been an instance where you felt like, like regardless of your partner and trying to relentlessly kind of communicate and talk to you, mm. that you felt like, I just can't open up. Uh, I just and you're at a really dark point in your life. Yeah, man. Um, there's even with my oh man, even with my partner, like I'd have to take sometimes I'd have to take weeks to just process what it is that I'm feeling or thinking. Um, and oh man, like I don't know how I deal with it. I I just ruminate on it and I try and find the words for so long and how to say it. And there's a weird moment where like. I'm like, okay, today's the day I'm gonna talk about it. And then I'll sit there and, and my throat just goes dry, eh? Like I can't, I can't say it. I, I don't know what it is. I think there's a fear in, I mean, truth is a scary thing, you know? Like there's a fear in being honest about something that you're truly, truly embarrassed about or truly, truly feel sorry about. Mm. And, and there's so many moments that I've had with her and with other people that I just, yeah, man, my throat just goes dry. Like I can't, I really have to take time. Like for me, I think it's time just to um, let it settle and also for me to understand, like to fully have it there. I'm still working on it too. Like, mm. and that's the thing I know is like, yeah. I don't I don't have the answer for, for any of these, but these are just what I'm working on at the moment. Mm. Yeah, because it can be a, a, a child, even it can be for, for me in, in general, I was thinking, like you said, you mentioned truth and it is quite, and you kind of like, you mentioned kind of shame and fuckamah. But yeah, just even trying to utter those words, whatever it is, or whatever the the, the issue is, mm. and it's hard for us. I don't, I don't know. It's just, is it because of a lot of the things that we've witnessed, or a little trauma? Or is it because in your own instance, or, or all of any, any of you too? But what, why is it for, so hard for us? Even now, we talk about it and we're having mm. a good, cool conversation. But when the rubber hits the road, and we have to kind of share whatever it is. Why is it still so hard? Like, yeah, it's it yeah. is hard. Eh? It's hard. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. if you go, I think it's it's, like, yeah, yeah. I, like my experience, and it, there's moments where <laughs> I still get like that, and it's, it just shows we're human. Mm, exactly, you know. Yeah. And, and and when we don't talk about it, we feel like, oh man, stuff is wrong with me. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, if I'm not talking about my. What, like my situation and what I'm going for, going through, um, on my own, I'll just feel like, oh man, why have they got it all together? And I, mm. I feel like this, and you sit on your thoughts, and you just feel like, bro, no one understands. But then when you share it to someone outside of your circle, yeah. and then they go, bro, that's like me, and they they talk about their thing, and you're like, oh shucks, okay. This is normal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah I'm yeah. not on my own. Hard. And say, yeah, okay, yeah. if this is normal, okay, how do we deal with this? And yeah, and so like I'm finding when I there's certain situations where I feel like, oh man, why, why, Lord, why? Yo. And then I talk to someone else about it, and they go, oh man, just like me. And I was going, oh, okay, <laughs> uh, yo, I'm yo. not. Um, it's not just me I'm not an idiot and yeah. so I think it's just I don't know sometimes just figuring figuring out who can we share to mm. who do we trust maybe mm. someone mm. that's not familiar and just having different 
spaces, yeah. different yeah. outlets. But and I think yeah, that's a really good point. Like, I think it's almost like um, it depends on your relationship with the people you talk about to um, or talk to. Eh? Like, mm. and there's different reasons why it'll be hard for you to talk about it. But I think it's really important to note that, yeah, it's good that we're all human yeah. and that mistakes mm. are just part of our nature. Um, yeah, Flip, it's buzzy you say that. I was just trying to think about um, my dad and all like, not even just my dad, but like my siblings and family and how I talk to them is way different to how I talk to other friend groups. And I feel like that's just normal. But um, a lot of why I can't talk to them about certain things is is one embarrassment, but a lot of it is um, cringing for some reason. Like, like for example, my dad's really used to saying I love you to all of us. But for some reason, all of us siblings still find it really awkward to say back. Um, we all feel it and we all understand it, which is weird because it's like the space in between. There's a space where it's like we acknowledge that we know that obviously we all love each other, but it's still really awkward to say. And I think that's something that I'm working on. Eh? There's a quote that I came across that was like, um, don't kill the part of you that cringes, kill the, oh, oh, yeah, wait. Don't kill the part of you that's cringe, kill the part of you that cringes. That's what the quote is. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, for me, that's something that I kind of want to work towards just with my siblings and with my dad or my mum. I find it easier with my mum because I'm a mama's boy. But um, especially my dad. It's like I, I really want to work towards just saying I love you and not feeling Some type awkward of way. about it, you know what I mean? And I'm not trying to be a counsellor, yeah. but um, have you figured out like what that... A lot of it, I think for at least my, my current idea of it is that it's just, I just cringe at it. I just find it weird. I don't know, eh? I think it's a perception of how you view love Maybe. versus how we expressing the love to you. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think it's, I think it's, I, I actually think it's just because he's my dad. I think it's, mm. it's the backing of it. I think it's because I've known him longer than anyone else. And I've had, I've shared many different experiences with him. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think a lot of it will just be that. I have a different connection with him. I have a more honest connection with him because he's seen me for who I am. Like he, he's seen past every single layer. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so I feel like he knows me at, at my most deepest level. And so if I was to say, I love you back, it has to come from that place. Wow. And that's, that's deeper than vulnerable. Like I'm a vulnerable person, but that's even deeper than what I'm used to digging. Yeah. Because so, what's that? What's, is that quite, quite stoic? Because he could have yeah, staunch, well, staunch, staunch he's, he's, Yeah, he's a staunch man. Like, he's a cool dude. That's a, that's a, that's a crack up. <laughs> um, I think that's weird. I don't have a bad relationship with him. I actually have a, a, a fairly good one. But it's just it's just real shallow. Like, if you, if you were to look at it um, from the outside in, I, I guess, a lot of it would be a language barrier. Yeah. Because, like, our siblings, for some reason, are just being brought up in, in New Zealand the English language really took over and my parents were real adamant about just making sure we get a good job. So they just really pushed the language of, or the English language. But um, yeah, it's a weird one where I think, I, I was actually having a, a thought about why I'm such a mama's boy, but I think it's because 
my dad had to play like um not the villainous role but he had to be the one the bad cop he had yeah. to be the bad cop almost stay for most of my life mm. and so like oh man i just remember growing up being like bro i hate this guy you know what i mean like this guy is just like always talking smack um won't let me do anything even though it sounds logical to me you know what i mean there's a lot of stuff that i didn't understand back then that i totally understand now it's weird because i like i always like thought about like man i don't want to be like this guy when i grow up you know what i mean like i want to be like a better dad but man like it's because i kept running from him that i ended up going to my mom and that's why i felt like and that's my current reasoning as to why i might be such a why i love my mom so much and why i can be so open about that but it's only recently that i was like oh man why i haven't really thought about my dad or given him the credit and then i was unpacking all of that and i was like man he was just being a good dad this whole time like he was just looking out for me that whole time and i feel like i haven't given him his proper props um and yeah i feel like it's just something i'm working towards man like i'm working towards one recovering the language for myself and two just to feel okay with saying i love you and mm-hmm. letting it be normal sure also and Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Oh, oh good, man. Hey, I told you guys, man. I'm open, bro. It's <laughs> That's cool, so man. cool. And I think we can resonate, like, in terms of our Samoan dads, our staunch dads, and mm. the way they loved us. And it was always mom that we would run to and we would communicate with. And I remember, man. Yeah. I remember the only time I heard I love you was when this one time when my dad was drunk. Yeah, buzzy. And it was like, I love you, son. I was going, hey? Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't until I was older when I was working and I was had a family and then I had a drink with him where he I I realized he saw me differently. Yo. It's got nothing to do with your story, but shucks, nah. I was just you know, just thinking about our dads and yeah. and like um how they love differently from our mm. mothers and and like they yeah. I love you son but I, I hurt you because I love you yeah. <laughs> that type of thing oh, man. <laughs> yeah. that love hurts man. I don't like that love but I love the love yeah. bro <laughs> we're the same household man. <laughs> <laughs> yo, yo. but um, no it's cool that you say that because eh? it's like uh, I feel like the only reason why I started thinking about that now is because I'm being older and leaving the house I can actually look at my parents as humans now and not just my, my mom and dad like I can look at them as people that you know what i mean that are just trying to get by and realizing and think, that yeah they got a history they, they got, got a history as well you know? got, yeah and so like it's from that that i yeah my perception shifted and um yeah man it's just things to work on there's always things to work on i guess eh? it's cool it's good also. It's cool, cool. It's mean. and you like it i like what you, the conversation we're kind of talking about because sometimes we you know mom and dad is mom and dad for us you know and often we don't kind of think about mum and dad's struggles or traumas that they had growing up. Yeah. And so we think, oh, and it's cool. Like you said, you, you move out of home, you look at mum and dad again, oh man, gosh, man, mum and dad, dad did some, dad went through some stuff. Or maybe I was the the reason why they kind of added some trauma to mum and dad sometimes. And so, um, yeah, props, props to, to your dad and your mum, bro. And, um, oh, and also thanks, the man. journey in terms of you kind of evolving, man. And so it's, 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 it's awesome, bro. Um, but, also with your because I know we touched on your, your acting and your freelancing 
but, but you're dancing because I've seen some of your clips. Oh, yo. Right. I, man, I'm, I'm loving that they're con- contemporary dancing, man. Oh, I, thank you, know, you so. Because I think we had um, someone talking about, uh, one of the guests talking about hip hop. Hip hop is, is cool, the dancing, hip hop dancing, but there's something about contemporary dancing. And yo. So, what is it? Are you, do you feel the same way? Do you feel that the contemporary dancing is totally different from the hip hop? Oh, it's yeah, man. Like, oh, it's a weird one. Because um, I only got into it because uh, on my last year of high school, I only did like dance and drama, like I really went ham at school. Um, and then I, I, I didn't realize until my last year that I had to get a job. So like, you know what I mean? So I was like, oh, the only things I'm good at is dancing and acting, man. So I was like, oh, I might as well go hard in this. Um, and I knew from there, I was like, I have to go uni because I know there's something that my parents have been sort of like drilling in my head. And it's also something that I, I was just keen to get a paper for. Um, and it had to be, a, if I went uni, it had to be in either acting or in dance. And if I had to do acting at uni, I had to find dance somewhere else. And if I did dance at uni, I had to find acting somewhere else. Um, and at the same time, I ended up um, sort of finding Massive Theatre Company. Um, and that was sort of like my, that was the sort of like my home for acting. That was the thing that upskilled me. Um, um, I worked alongside a lot of great people that are in the industry today, um, thanks to that company. And um, so as I was doing acting there, I just did dance at the University of Auckland because um, the schedule, the schedule, oui, the schedule just fit. Like, so it, it made it easier for me to kind of do both. Um, and yeah, man, like while I was there, contemporary dance was like the predominant sort of like um, genre or style of, of dance. And at the time I was like, oh, bro, this is weird. Like I kind of just want to do um, like street style dance or hip hop, you know, and, but then what's cool is like I understood the sort of makeup of what contemporary dance was and that all of my preconceptions were actually outdated. So like everything that I thought was contemporary dance was actually old school stuff. Um, and yeah, so like there, there are certain things in contemporary dance that felt really intellectual to me and it, um, it felt so open, man. Like the way that I explain contemporary dance to people is like, it's honestly such a talk smack genre because it basically just means movement. So like any movement in any space, that's contemporary dance. I was like, bro, anyone can do that then, you know what I mean? Um, but it's almost like art where it's like, even though some people may not understand it, if the artist has a sort of certain idea behind it and they can back it up and then, you know, write a thesis or something um, that talks about why they did it the way they did it and where, you know what I mean? Like all of those questions, um, it just makes it such a more wholesome piece. And I feel like that's the thing that was like, oh man, this, I could really explore storytelling through contemporary dance or um, certain movements, you know, like I trained a lot in a certain way of moving thanks to going to the University of Auckland. And yeah, man, now I'd, I'd say I'm more in tune with contemporary dance than I am with any other style. Um, just cause I love exploring that space. It's really hard to explain. Like even just then I was like, man, that was a stink explanation. But like, it really is any kind of movement to anything. It's a weird genre, man. It's a colonizer genre because it's anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh man. So but, you, you can't do any moves like sitting down or is it just anything, bro, yeah, anything man, goes You could, anything man. Goes. Anything goes. Well, what was the explanation? But I can be a, a contemporary dancer. But I now have to explain it. Though. Yeah, you know, exactly. and if you're wow. fully in it, you know what I mean? You could just sit here and swivel around this chair, but if you're, you could write like, uh, um, oh yeah, so like this explores, you know, like the idea of feeling drunk. You know what I mean? It's mm, like you could, there's what? reasons 
You could yeah. write a whole thesis behind them, man. At uni, well, I just learned how to talk the, smack. I'm mimicking the earth going around the sun. So, yeah, yeah, see? Hey, see? I'd have been like, oh, yeah. I got a master's. Just them up as a son. I'd have been like, perfect, bro. Perfect. I so see that. So it's open to interpretation. It's open to interpretation. It's, it's so abstract. Isn't yeah. It? So the stuff you do in the dark, there might be. <laughs> It might be good. a different, different kind of movement uh, over there. But uh, I don't know if I want to watch that. Eh? I don't know if I want to watch that. I, I, I got a whole thesis on that. It's a magic Yo, man. Bro, man. We should just start doing our own contemporary. Oh, man. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's so open. It's cool. It's um, I feel like a lot of a lot of that intellectual thinking helped me through um creating or writing scripts how we're talking earlier about like um how i'm writing like a lot of it a lot of that sort of experimentative thinking came from studying dance i'd say mm. um and so yeah man like i love it because it's so open and because it's so open there's so much to explore and man yeah there's just heaps of things that i'm keen to explore so yeah that's cool and in terms of education, because you seem to be an avid learner, not only in the academic world, but also like self-taught. Yo. And so mm. what do you say to people that like, oh, you don't need a, you don't need a paper mm. and versus everything's on YouTube. Like, how do you balance that out? Or you can speak to both. Yeah. Like, well, mm. that's the thing is like, you can, um, it just depends on what you're in it for. Like it was very early on in my first year of uni, like, it was quite known that you don't need a paper to do dance. I mean, a lot of the people that, that I was friends with that did dance didn't necessarily take the academic route, but are still going hard today. So, like, uh, it just depends on what you need that paper for. And I'd say, honestly, like, unless you know what that is, I'd say don't go uni. Like, don't really be purposeful with everything you do. Like, if you're going to go uni, really know what that degree is going to do for you like are you going to go teach are you going to go be a lecturer somewhere are you going to start a business all of all of that stuff is good sort of um things to think about before you even apply like for me i knew that i wanted to be a teacher when i when i um started the degree but then my my dreams sort of changed halfway through because i knew that um to be an actor or to be an actor freelance actor and dancer i have to be fully in it i can't just be half-assed so then I kind of put the, the teacher thing on hold for later in life. Mm. Um, but yeah, like all information, well, not all information, but like as long as you get the right information, it doesn't matter where you get it from. As long as you act on it, that's the thing that matters. So as long as you're practicing things, um, as long as you're trying things out and actually um, diving head first, then I feel like all of that stuff is more important. That's good. Yeah, and what kept you motivated? Like you... Studied halfway and Yo. then you figured, man, there's uh, there's another, yeah, man, um, career path. But you finished your degree. Yeah, man. There's a, there's a weird thing where it's like, um, I had a taste of it and I knew that that's where I kind of wanted to go. Like while I was at uni, I was doing shows both in acting and in dance, um, and then I got a lot of my first opportunities in film while I was still at uni. Um, I remember being in Fiji shooting um, this film called The Other Side of Heaven 2 and doing my assessments. Like, I had to do all of my assessments online. But that's just part of what I signed up for and that's what I'm keen to do. Um, but, yeah, in terms of drive, like... I just... Yeah, there's a weird thing where it's like... Uh, once not strong enough. 
you have to turn your wants into needs. Because um, if you don't, you know what I mean? Like it's easy to want to go Hollywood or wherever you want to go. But if you turn into a need, it makes it more real. So like for me, because I knew early on that that's kind of where I wanted to go. And I just had to have the balls to kind of like, it only took me like the last few years to have the balls to be like, this is where I want to go. Um, so I turned that want into a need. And now, yeah, bro, like I'm freelancing both in acting and dance full time. Like uh, I told my partner and I was like, it's part of the risk, but that's part of the reason why I want to do it. It's like, I told her, I don't want an, a secondary job as I'm doing this. Like I want to feel, I want to feel the stress of not having any work if it comes to it to drive me to find work Ooh, like yeah. so i'm full-time freelancing you know what i mean and i'm and i'll be honest with you like i'm, I'm in the that last part now like i just finished off my last job a couple of weeks ago and i probably won't see another job till next year but uh, you know what I mean i've been good at i've been practicing and been disciplined of saving money um but yeah in those two months man i already know my brain's gonna go oh gee how you gonna get how you gonna get more money coming through and my brain will easily either go, okay, take the safe route, where it's like, oh, yep, just get a job, or hustle, 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 find find a project, build a project, do a project, or audition for something. And that's, for me, that's the thing that will edge me forward. That's the thing that will help me. I'm fight or flight, like, you know what I mean? Uh, that's the thing that will get me to where I want to go. Yeah, bro, man, you want smart, you want smart cat, bro. It's straight up, you want smart cat. In terms of you, you mentioned being purposeful, and I think a lot of us men kind of, you know, kind of, kind of timid a bit, trying to try new things. And you said risks, take mm. a risk, man. I, I, yeah, hey, hey, Charles, I think yeah. we totally agree in terms of you taking a risk, or people taking a risk, or men taking a risk in general. And you said, hey, um, wants and needs. You actually, and you're saying to, in terms of stress, because some people, oh, stress, they view stress as, neg as negative. Oh, my, mm. man, it's just too stressful. Can't do this. But you're taking it like, it's, is it, correct me if I'm wrong or all right. Um, so you're saying that stress it helps you to push you. Does it, does yeah. It, yeah. It goes back to mentality. Like, yeah. um, I know it won't work for everyone. And I'm not saying that everyone should do it. I'm just saying that that works for me. Um, but I know that it's just a different way of thinking. You know what I mean? It's like, for me, man, I, I like to fight to get what I want, you know? Like yeah. if, if I was on a boat, if, I, if my plan was to go from A to B and you have to take a boat to go from A to B and my boat crashed midway, I don't want to go back to A. Like I, I need to get to B. <laughs> I need to find that whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, man, like for me, I just, I know that if I don't, if I, if I go back to a job, I'm going to settle. Yeah. And I know my, um, I'm going to like wish a lot of, you know what I mean? I feel like I regret a lot because I've been in that position um, when I was working at the vape store. Um, and so I know what that feeling is like and I know I don't want to go back there. And so um, for me, yeah, it's like, it's a risk in terms of like, you know what I mean? Uh, the financial stuff. But it just means I'm not working hard enough. Like uh, that's what I tell myself, cool. you know. I'm that's not working cool. hard enough to to find these opportunities mm. and make use of it. Yeah, and I can I can I can guarantee you so because whoever's listening or whoever's watching, and they're probably on the cusp of like, oh man, I want to step out in faith, or oh, I want to do this, and and I want to hustle or do the grind. And so when you and, they, and hopefully the hope is that they're listening to you, they think, man, bro, this guy's yeah, he, he he's not afraid to to put his put himself out there. 
and you talk about stress because people think, oh man, stress is just too much, too much drama. But you flipping it and say, hey, stress is positive. And it is. Yeah. There's, there's positive stress and negative stress. But for you to say, okay, my stress is going to enjoy, my stress is going to push me to achieve the goal, bro. I think, I, I hope that people are like watching, man, bro, if, we, if um, Vila's going through this stuff, then maybe I should just do it. Mm. Well, I hope so. Um, I came across a quote, <clears throat> well, I came across a quote that said something along the lines of, every excuse that you make is valid, but none of it will get to where you want to go. <laughs> so like, yeah, for me, it's like, I could easily understand where everyone's coming from and I could easily be like, yeah, like, oh, uh, you know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm, I'm running out of money. I need a job. But to me, like, it's, it's a good excuse. It's a valid excuse, but it's not going to get me to where you want to go. Where I wanna yeah, go. So yeah. I can't settle. Like for yeah, me, yeah. that's just me and my thinking. Like I can't, I can't stop. I can't put it on hold. Because then it stays still, and when it's oh, yeah. still, it doesn't move, and when it dies, dies, and yeah, mm-hmm. it dies. And that particular stress um, keeps you on edge, eh? yeah, in for terms sure. Of yeah. Your your craft, and yeah, so so cool, bro. So it's like, and I'm not gonna lie, there. And again, there are it's days, tough. there are days <laughs> where like I'm, I'm really wanting to get a job, and there are days where I'm really like, am I good enough to continue this work? Um, but the best way to go about it, at least that I've found so far, is just to keep working. Whenever, whenever there's outside noises, uh, the outside noise or there's outside um, questions come in, just keep your head down and keep working. Just stay prepared. Me, sure. Also, that brings me to that question. I, I think you've touched on it a bit, and yeah, it's like, right. what's the outside noise been like during your journey? Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I I don't hear it. <laughs> that's the, yeah. I, I'm going back to tunnel vision. Like, um, I understand that it's around. I understand that it's around, um, and there's pros and cons to not hearing it. Um, one, I think it's important that everyone learns how to accept um, compliments. I, I think it's important that people learn how to say thank you and and live in live in um being thanked. Um. Cause that's something that I, I struggle with even now. Like um, I really try to be present and saying thank you. Um, but yeah. And, and in terms of like outside noises and like things that might slow me down or, or comments and things like that, I, I don't hear it. Like I'm too busy trying to work on the next thing. Um, and yeah, like I'm always alone, you know what I mean? So like, at least if I'm in a bunch of people, I'd, I'd always be thinking to myself about what's the next move forward. Um, yeah That's good Yeah man That's good Because we live in a culture Where A lot of people go Man um, Don't worry about the haters Or like Love your haters Because they're the mm. ones That um, Fuel you Fuel you Yeah And, um, and But like Man Like I've been thinking about it lately It's like Man we concentrate so much On the haters That takes away our energy Yo. So like Instead of co- yeah, and I, I, I like what you do. You block out the noise, block out the. Mm. You don't even think about it, but you con- like for me. I concentrate on the ones that are around me that mm. are for me. The hundred everyone the outside noise. They don't get. They don't get the time. Yeah, because I don't want that energy going there. <laughs> yeah, for real. And I think it goes back to environment. Like, um, if you purposefully sort of scroll through comments that are hateful. You know what I mean? Sometimes the best thing to do is cut it off. 
Mm. If you indo- if you ingest a lot of it, it'll stay in your mind a lot of the time. Um, I'm really grateful that I haven't come across a lot of hate as of yet. Touch touch wood. It's gonna come. It's gonna come. Because as you grow, yeah, it's gonna come. It's gonna come. But I and I think. Probably after I, Mindy, it'll come. Yeah, nah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> nah, Take it down, take it down, take it down. Nah. Um, but I know that's a challenge for me in the future. For now, I, I just want to be present in what I'm doing now. Amen. And then when it when it comes, it'll come. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, what was I going to say? Um, this, I, I just understand. I try to, I try to understand where everyone comes from. Um, there's a lot of hate There might be cr- Criticism Just told in a different way Told in a More negative way And Yeah I've, That's all good Like to me That's all good You know what I mean I probably wouldn't even Pay too much attention to it um, Yeah I don't know I just love learning man And I love doing And I love making And if it doesn't Progress me forward Or if it doesn't Propel me forward Then I probably Won't see it yeah, yeah. You, you're, you're right. You just don't give them the time of day, hey? Just don't yeah, give them the time of day. Yeah. Especially the negative ones. And I think, well, maybe, maybe you can talk about it as well, Charles. Maybe those who, you know, in terms of the goals that they have and then the and inspirations that they have and then and some some individuals, some men need some affirmation and so they kind of look mm. for those comments like, mm, oh man, I want to hope yeah. for some, some likes and then they get bitterly disappointed when they see that, oh, just that one, one negative comment. Yeah, right? exactly. And so I think it, it goes down to so to, to your vision, eh? Vision yeah. and, and what the, your purpose, like you're saying, your purpose. Exactly. And I think I think it's hard because I wish that everyone gave the same amount of gravitas to hate. Um, well, I feel like everyone felt the same amount, the same amount of power that they get from hate through comments of love. You know what I mean? Like I really mm-hmm. wish that the comments that do support you. I really wish people feel just as affected by that as they do with hateful comments. But there's something about negative comments that really causes a sort of like um, black hole, eh? That kind of sucks you in. That's weird. But it's, yeah, I mean, sometimes I just have to remember that if someone gives you a compliment, um, they've thought about the compliment and it comes from the same amount, the same place, comes from the same heart as someone that would say it from a dark place, I guess. So I try to give it that much power. I try to give all of those those supportive comments that much power, and it yeah. I don't know if that makes any sense, but it does. It's just sad that it doesn't work out that way sometimes. Eh? Mm, yeah. Well, maybe maybe I don't know. Maybe it's depending on the person who's giving you the compliments. Um, sometimes. Yeah, eh? that's true. You want to make sure that it's the actual compliments, not one of those. You know, sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, man, exactly. awesome, yeah, yeah. awesome, awesome, and then they turn around like ah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, a lot of it. A lot of it would be just being confident in yourself. Yeah. Because if you're confident in yourself, you wouldn't have to look other places for affirmations. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that just, for me, reaffirms why I'd love to keep working and I love to keep my head down and stay active, eh? Yeah, man, stay active. Do you feel pressure that you have to make it or like, is this is I guess so. Is there expectation from others that I guess or uh, not really? I guess so. Yeah. Um I'm not really doing it for others though. You know what I mean? Like yeah. in in a in, a, That's good, in that way. Like Yo. um I definitely would do it for like 
there's a part of me that would do it because they've showed so much support and I want to share, I want to show people that their support didn't go to waste. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm not doing it to please anyone. Um, a lot of why I'm in the work that I'm in really is because I love this idea of playing. Like I love um, playing different characters if I'm acting or and when I'm on stage, I love playing with the crowd, their whole conductor stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. So like, if that's not the first thing um, in terms of reasons as to why I'm doing it, then I feel like I've lost, I've lost my way. If I'm doing it to be a certain celebrity or, you know, you know what I mean? Then I feel like I've lost my way and I'm not keen to, I feel like I'm always grounded by yeah. the want to tell stories. That's awesome. And regardless if you make it or not, it doesn't define who you are then. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, me. So it doesn't affect me as much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So good, Oos. Shout out, yo. Just why I'm excited for you, bro. Oh, honestly, I'm honestly excited for you because, yeah, the world's your oyster. You have this, um, you know who you are and you know where you want to go and you're still um, open to learn. Mm. And you're forever evolving, so man, it'll be. I can't wait to see where you are in a year, two years, five years' Yo, time because it's, it's just the beginning. And yeah, who knows? You might get an epiphany and end up running for mayor or something. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> who knows? See, <laughs> oh man, like better your um, your fighter. <laughs> Sorry, oh, <whoa. laughs> who knows, man? Who knows? Oh, that's the one thing I wanted to be, man. I can't yeah. even, I can't even lift weights anymore, man. <laughs> Still gotta. Gotta work on it, man. Nah, crack up. Nah, I appreciate it. Thank you. Um, yeah, I'm still working. That's yeah. what I say. I'm still working. So, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Just reiterate what I'm, what Charles is saying, bro. You, you know, it's it's sometimes real. I don't know if it's real, but but in terms of um, mm. some of our, our, our young cats like yourself, you know, who's you, you know on the outskirts, you know, you really want to push yourself. You know, you're you're refining yourself. You're evolving, and I think the biggest learning tonight is. You just want to learn. You just want you. You're constantly learning. You know, some people might think, you know what, just have a break. You know, it's, yeah. it's time for a rest now. But you said, no, no, and, and you want. I like I like the analogy. That, hey, this is, this is what I want. But no, this is not what I want. This is what I need. Mm. So you fully immerse yourself in, in, in your, your your performing arts and your creativity. I think that's quite wonderful, and it's incredible that someone as such a, as young as you are just um, really paving the way. You know, and, oh. and, and it's cool. That's cool. I reckon it's so cool, man. And um, just your, your mindset and also just the way you think is is uh, outstanding also. Uh, so, like, man, all the best, man. You know, all the best. I appreciate it, but, man. Thank but, you. But I got I to gotta ask you, so out of all the, old, like, the so far, your your films and, and, the, and also the the, the dance, mm. which one has bring you has brought you the most satisfaction? <laughs> which one? Yeah. Oh. Oh, man. I'm going to go with this one. It might change, but um, it was my very first um, short film. The very, it was my very first film, actually. It was a film called My Friend Michael Jones. That was with Samson mm. and um, uh, Ian Leo Pepe. Um, because there was so much learning in that. For me, it was a massive um, jump in the deep end for me. Just because it was my first time on film, I didn't know how to approach um, sort of like uh, acting for film as opposed to theatre. Um, also, like I had to learn how to flip. It's crack up because I had to learn how to backflip for that that um, film, and I, I'm really afraid of of um, 
doing any sort of flip, to be honest. And so for some reason, I was just like, yeah, nah, you know what? Let's keep it in the script. I'm going to try and do it. And so they organized for us to um, learn how to do it at a gym called Flips. I think it's called Flips, or at least that's what they called it. And Samson and a few others, Phoenix was there, uh, Tony Patsy. Um, we just had like a few sessions where we we're like, sweet, flip me around, flip me around. Um, man, it was scary, man. Like I didn't, I didn't manage to do it confidently leading up to the um, actual shoot. And then it came to the actual day where um, Tangaroa College and we're in the hall and everyone's already around. There's a camera there. I've been like sort of like practicing in my head and sort of like did a couple of runs throughout the day. Um, then I had to do it. And I remember, I just remember like freaking out, freaking out. And then I bailed once and they're like, okay, sweet. We're trying to split the sort of choreographic scene into two. Um, and I knew, uh, I just felt the air in the room. Like I felt everyone just like, ah, oh, this is a risky shot. We might not get it. And I was like, ah, oh. there's a part of me that was like, I could either stop here and just let it sort of like change or I could try and go for this flip. And I remember in my head, I was like, if I break my neck, I'm still going to do it. So like, I remember in the, in the choreography of that scene, I really had it in one take, but I like, I jumped and I remember seeing the top of the roof and I was just like, just tuck the legs, tuck the legs, tuck the legs. And I like, remember like just crunching the legs and then I landed it. And this was the only shot they got in the film. And I remember like, I was like four seconds of stillness and then Tony runs in and like hugs me and then everyone runs around and hugs me. But for me, that was like a massive metaphor. It was like, your brain's the only thing that was stopping you. Like, and I feel like that for me, after that, I felt mean, like I felt invincible. Eh? Like I was filled with so much gratitude, man. And, and so much hype that I did it. I was so proud of myself, you know what I mean? It was one of the few times, it's sad that I say that, but it's one of the few times where I really felt proud of myself in that moment. And so that is forever etched into my memory, eh? Like that film taught me so much. Ooh, That's awesome. Man, man, I love her. Oh, yeah. And because after you see the question, it made me think about your role on the Panthers. Oh, bro, bro yeah, man. Well, what was that like? Because like meeting scary. you, you're very opposite to the yeah. character you played. <laughs> what so, did I say, man? So <laughs> where did you draw from? Who did you yeah. draw from? <laughs> so, um, well, because that was scary because that was my first time working with um, playing a real person that's still alive. Mm. So, like, um, one or Fuf was still. I was grateful to have a meeting with him. I had a, a one hour talk with him um, just before we shot all of Panthers. And he was really cool because um, for me, I was nervous. Like I'm playing a real dude, you know, like I'm playing someone's life. And there was something that he said to me that, that made me sort of like relax. And he said, just remember like, you're only playing a version of the character. So yeah. trust yourself and do what, what feels right. And I was like, bro, Stuff you man And he's like Do you want a, do you want a cigarette I was like oh. <laughs> But it was mean Like He really Gave me the he, he really just Sort of like Passed the ball to me And was like It's just However you want to play Is however you want to play And I was like Sweet There was so much Material on him um, Yeah And there's There's so much that I I wanted to play with Even more Like I was real curious around so much and that a lot of a lot of for me a lot of the fun stuff happened before we even shot because mm -hmm. that was the stuff where i was figuring out his mannerisms um how he could talk in this um you know what i mean all of his stuff like his wants and needs during that time of his life um 
and it's weird because even now I'd like to go back and do it again mm. and I feel like I'd come out and with a different um, result but yeah man that was such a fun time I feel like I didn't fully realise my version of him until the last episode um, but it's so fun man it's so fun yeah, and that's cool. yeah I'm keen to do it again you know I try and find I, I take all of those learnings and I apply it to the next one and then same thing I just accumulate mm. yeah it's cool man what the, what, was there a particular line or specific line you kind of enjoyed um, as, um, as yeah, yeah. oh man oh man it's like oh, two years ago now but there's uh, <laughs> there's a line where um, in the last episode we um, he gets arrested that's a spoiler for everyone that hasn't seen it yet but um, <laughs> he gets arrested and it wasn't even in the script but <laughs> um, the cops are talking to um, Will and they're saying something about like, oh, can you guys hurry it up? And then he has a line about like, oh yeah, um, you know what? We can go like stop off. Oh, he says something like, oh, you know what? Can we just stop off at the bakery and get like cream buns? But for now, just shut up. For some reason, <laughs> that line like it wasn't even in the script. Oh, the, the last part, and I was like, bro, I wonder if they're gonna use it. Eh? And then I saw in the final thing, I was like, oh, mean. But for some reason, that sticks with me, man. Because it's. <laughs> You hardly, it's crack up because I think thinking about it now, like you hardly see the boys talk to the cops. Or at least Fourth doesn't talk to the cops. So, like, that's sort of my first interaction where you see it. Um, oh, good jokes. That's apart from Jordan's character. But yeah, it was Buzzy having all of those sort of preloaded thoughts at the back of me before we even shot that scene. Mm. And to know what comes out naturally or what feels right True. naturally. And I feel like, yeah, that whole scene just sticks with me, to be honest. But that line always gets me. <laughs> it's yeah. Improvising, eh? Just bro, it's bad. You it probably shouldn't improvise that much, eh? But like, bro, yeah. That's, that's what we do, eh? We improvise yeah, improvise, man. I'm just grateful. Like, like the directors of that scene, um, that was, who, who directed that one? That was Chris and Mario. Um, they were just real open to, to what came of that scene. So I was like, thank you. Thank you. Let's just have a play. I love playing, man, and just seeing yeah. what comes. Um, because I, I'm just, you know, thanks for bringing it up, Charles, because you would have gained, or you would have garnered a lot in terms of the the, the learnings of, of the Polynesian Panthers and also what had happened at that time of, at that time and that era. Yeah. Um, I, I was really surprised that I didn't know that as much as I thought. Because um, before we shot it, Obviously, we had to do our own sort of research, and man, those times were really weird, really sad to hear about. Um, yeah, man, it's just like it really was super bizarre, mm. just how blatantly racist it all was. You know what I mean? And um, to think about all of the families that would have had to suffer from that. Yeah. Um, I think about, you know, like heaps of members of my family and yeah, just, just imagining scenarios where like, if it was to happen today, like yeah. it's such a, uh, yeah, it's a weird one, man. It's, it's so overwhelming to me. It's such a yeah. potent piece of history that I'm like, mm. I'm, I'm glad that to be a part of that story, Yeah, I guess. That's yeah. cool. There was a scene there 
where they had to um is it Siapo? Yeah. They had I was to just hide her into the fridge. Yeah. Bruh. It's just cause I've I've read the stories, I've seen pictures, but the way it was expressed mm. or portrayed, I was going, bruh, that uh, happened. Yeah, that man. Bro, that like you know, you go through all this emotion, like it pisses you off and mm. you can't believe that's part of our history. And it wasn't like a history like hundred years ago. Yeah, it was recent. It was like recent. Last well, that's like seventies, right? So that's mm, yeah, seventies. Th- oh man, that's that's so recent, man. Like mm. that's a scary thought, man. Like if my if I had to do that to my nana, like if she, when she was still alive, like that is so heartbreaking, man. Mm. Um, yeah, I honestly, I still can't really put the words to it. It's just. Yeah, it's really bizarre. It's just really bizarre to me. It's that was a hard watch, Siapu. Um, yeah. That was yeah, flip man. Shadows. Yeah, shadows. Yeah. Sure, and you know our people are survivors, man. And you know we stand Yo. on their shoulders, the ones that did survive it, and especially the ones that were vocal and really. Sort of push for change and mobilize our communities mm. to, you know, that that we weren't gonna settle for this crap anymore. And, Yo, and so shout out to the project. Yeah. Shout out to you guys to make, for making it, bringing this awareness because not many people knew about. I didn't learn about it until I went to uni. Yo, Buzzy, <laughs> yeah, man. I I didn't learn about it bec- uh, until I jammed that project. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I'm really grateful for all of that. It's like a weird grateful because it's like I'm grateful to learn that, but real saddened to learn yeah. that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. But real grateful for the work of the pan- the Panthers, you know. Yeah. And so, so what's your view now, like in terms of like, in your opinion, your perspective of those young men, and you, one of the characters that you played, those young men who kind of stood up and said, "Hey, you know, we're not taking this anymore," and and, and just have the guts. To really um, stand up to the the oppression, mm. and so you look at those men in that era, and so is there. And you look at some of the men in, th- in this era now. Mm. What's, what's your what's your take? How, how do you feel in terms of com- comparison, and uh, not in a negative way, but yeah, how do you um, feel uh, when you look at those guys to compared to the, us in this day and age? Yeah, I think it's almost sad. I feel like not much has changed. I feel like we like back then was great that we had a lot of people that understood how the system worked and understood what was going on. Um, and they were putting in a lot of effort to make change. I feel like that sentiment still relevant today in which we have a lot of people still um, being actively or being activists in this day and age that are still, there's still a lot of work to be done. There's still a lot of um, things to save. And um, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess for me, it's like, oh man, there really isn't that much of a difference. Maybe just the Don Raids part, but you know what I mean? Um, what was cool about playing fourth was understanding um, his background and learning about the uh, mindset of people in and out of um, boys' homes. Because mm. um, I, I never really would have thought to think too much about, you know what I mean? Like, or, or understand what they were going through and, and the difficulties of of those systems and being in and out of the system and 
you know what I mean? Like prison to them, at, or like playing fourth prison to him at that time was nothing. You know what I mean? Like a lag was nothing. But understanding that him as a person today is still trying to change those systems and, and mm. bring that awareness um, to people. And it's just really cool to see them um, stand up and speak their truth. And I think it's making a lot of difference now. And I'm hoping a lot of people listen. Yeah. I think that's it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think cool. that's a lot of it's like. Cool, man. And we're, yeah, we're still fighting the same battles. Yeah. And, and like that part's hard. Mm. Like to, to, well, at least from what my, from what I know or mm. from what I've seen, um, that not much has changed from that front. But it's cool to see people back it more. It's cool to see that we're rallying behind it a bit more. Mm. Um, and I can only just want to encourage that further and make sure that we kind of continue to create positive change and I don't know, and things that kind of make as common sense to me, you know, like oh, it's a weird one. It's cool, man. But yeah. Cool. Any, any last probing questions, um, Charles, or, or thoughts? Um, no, I'm just really excited. Like, I keep on thinking about, like, the journey you're on and um, the potential that could come out of it, but also just excited for you that you're aware. Oh, thank you. You know, you're aware of the moments you are in and the moments that may come mm. and just taking each step as, it, um, as you go. And so... Yeah, I, I I guess my only question is like, what with our young viewers, our young men that are trying to figure it, figure it out, and um, maybe speaking to the eighteen year old villa, like, mm. what would you want to say to these youngins that are from the same area that maybe have similar experiences that you have gone through, or the, some of the traumatic Things that you've witnessed, like what, 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 what do you want to say to those youngins? Oh man, that's a loaded question, Miles. Any loaded here, on man? Exactly. The one thing that I'd, I'd tell, I guess, eighteen-year-old me, mm. is um. Let yourself fall, eh? Because if you learn how to make mistakes early, um, you'll realize it doesn't kill you. And it just means you can move on faster. And if you love making mistakes, you'll learn more. And this is me talking to like 18-year-old me, I'd say, mm -hmm. if you truly want to learn more, then make mistakes fast. Just fall hard. That's good. Mm. Um... Yeah, man. I feel like there's a lot. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I'm That's powerful to... though because our our young ones now we we live uh, because we our generation are so protective of the next generation and our children. We want to protect them from making Yo. mistakes. Yeah, and then and so they avoid it because we've created this. Mm. 
I know. Uh, yeah, red, red, yeah, red tape. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, we yeah. this red tape. Yeah. So they can't make mistakes. But then when they're faced with adversity, it's really tough for them to manage. Yeah. Mm. And so, yeah. That's such good advice. Oh, <laughs> uh, yo, uh, yeah. yo, thank you. I, I don't actually. I feel like I'd be the same, which is yeah. crack up. Um, but it's just something that I know that is. It's something I seek now, that I wished I seek. Yeah, I wished I sought when I was younger. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's crack up because I still I feel like I'd be in the old shoes as well. Like I'd still want. Yeah. To look out for my yeah, friends yeah. and family and if I could keep them safe, I'd keep yeah. them safe. But yeah, I don't know, man. There's 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 a beauty in making mistakes. I guess a mistake is only a mistake if it happens twice though, right? So if make sure you learn. I guess yeah. is the main one. Yeah. Make sure you learn and bounce back. That's awesome. That's cool. And I like I guess as we're on this conversation, like our encouragement for our, our parents and our adults like and <laughs> i'm speaking to myself because my 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 family will probably what a liar but <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know encourage allow your kids to make mistakes give them the space to learn and grow or otherwise we're just we're the ones who are creating a generation that are not resilient mm. so yes yeah right on us yeah but, um, but if I'm wrong, sorry um, for being nah. fearful. <laughs> no, 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 no. no yeah. right, that's just spot on. Also, yeah, You're right. Just allow our kids to breathe and allow our kids to experience all these different um, experiences. Hey, mm. and, and learn, like you said. I think the the biggest thing, if you make a mistake, obviously you want to learn from the mistake. Otherwise, you're not learning if you're carrying on doing the same yeah, mistake. Exactly, but yeah. not make big mistakes. See, no. <laughs> yeah, just in case yeah, my yeah, kids yeah, are yeah. watching. <laughs> Yeah. I'll give you yeah, enough yo, 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 enough yo. space to grow, but yeah. not too much space. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. But yeah, man. Like, ah, oh, yeah. I feel like no rule is absolute. Mm. There's definitely some things that you can keep yeah, keep yeah. our kids safe from. Cool. But yeah, there's there's some things, there's some lessons that need to be learned in certain mm. mistakes. Yeah, for yes, sure. Man. That's good. Yeah, man. My lover. Man, you took you mentioned the gratitude and also yeah, you know, Charles and myself are very grateful for you coming on. Oh, yeah, man. Mad love, mad props. Mad like, props. Yeah, we man. get excited when um, our people are, you know, coming up in their field, but more excited for this next generation and, oh, and having young bucks come on and people f- feel intimidated that, you know, we've got all these big names coming up, but every single person that we invite and that we tell a know with, we value. Mm. And, and you're not what you end up doing is not who you are like it's part of what you do but we value the person that f- figuring it out as they go along so yeah. oh I appreciate that also. yeah man that's cool because we're family too <laughs> yeah <I know. laughs> yeah yeah man but hey and, and Charles is right absolutely right and your story your story is is priceless you know people you know someone whoever's watching or whoever's listening is going, oh man I can take a lot from that so Bro, thank you so much, Uso. Oh, no, thank uh, you for having yeah. me, eh? Um, it's awesome, these spaces, eh? Because it's like these conversations don't usually come up in normal conversations. So it's cool for me to figure out as I was talking as well. So like, no, nah, thanks for having me, eh? Oh, bro. That was really priceless, you know what I mean? Talking about all of it. And these guys are really welcoming, eh? 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. All of the, the so, viewers out there that are so, like, I wonder how how serious these conversations are. Yeah, nah, nah, it's really welcome. So thank you guys. Eh? Nah, thank so, you also. And like everyone else that comes on, we always give them a gift and just to share our, our oh. gratitude also. Oh, real? Yeah, so we always do a bit of a caricature uh, or a sketch of our, our guests. Oh, yeah. Um, so also, uh, this is for you on behalf of the Mandate team. Oh, thank you. Oh, oh. Thank you so much, Jules. Yeah. Oh, bro, thank you. Nah, thank you, team. Yes. Oh, but nice. is, is there anyone? Is there anyone um, also that um, you can think of that would be um, would be grateful or not grateful, but um, would be ideal to come on the on the podcast? Yeah, man. Oh man, I've had a long think about it. Samson was definitely at the top of my list. Um, there was someone. Uh, he, he's he's my brother-in-law on my mom's side. Um, but he owns the sort of like security firm. His name's Orion. I just thought he might have some stories that might be really good to talk about because cool. he's had a bit of a life himself mm. and he's doing a lot in the business since. I was, I don't know, thought he might be good to talk to. Cool. Awesome. Um, who else, who else uh, would be good? I guess the question is like, who, who else would you like to talk to? Or like, is there anyone that you haven't talked to yet or a kind of person that you haven't talked to? Oh man, there's, we, we got a we got a list of of, of, of men that we would love to to, to yeah. come on the table, but yeah. I think it's all depending on um you know in terms of time and who are, who's available, but also I think it is it's yeah, just who just the timing. people want. Yeah, who the people want? Because we yeah. pride ourselves being the podcast by the people yeah. for the people, and so when we ask, it's like this is what the people want. But and so when people comment, like man, how about how about this young guy that's on the come up? Yeah, and I go, oh yeah, this is what they want. We're gonna get him. Vazi. And so yeah, yeah, and so this is for the locals. This is for every, for our men that um, look up to people. These mm. are for um, the people that look like us. Yo, and that live in our proximity and that are, are carving up in their respective field, but mm. also they don't have it all together. But they're still figuring it out. Yeah, and there's man. a pathway. These signposts. All the men that come here are signposts that there's another pathway, and then you're one of them also. And so Shams, every name that you've mentioned, man, yeah, man. and every name that our guests mentioned, and every name that all our viewers are commenting on, mm. those are the ones that we chase. Ah, shadows. Ah, yo, shout fam. Yeah, yeah sweet. Man. My Lord, my so maybe Lord. we'll get your dad on next. I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. My man. Nah, nah. Shot fam. Shot fam. Nah. Hey, but any last words of encouragement uh, for our men also? Anything that you want to just, just throw it out oh, there? Um, I don't know who needs to hear this, actually. I was thinking about... um. Well, ah, oh, flip. I was thinking about the path that I took, you know what I mean, uh, in the arts, and um, I guess the, the chosen life that I decided to take was to live um, project by project and to be adamant that's, that's the path that I took. But again, I, I went down a down, downward spiral thinking about my dad and also thinking about my brother and, and my older brother and Oz. Um, and the whole nine to five thing, I think there's a weird stigma around like, you know what I mean? get out of your nine to five and, and do something else. You know what I mean? But there's a lot of, I, I, I don't know. I guess I guess the thing that I want to say is like, that's really hard to do a nine to five, eh? And I'm really grateful for people that do nine to fives. Um, 
and I hope that everyone that's doing a nine to five is okay. Yeah, just because I know that my family are all going, you know what I mean? My family are all in it. And I feel like there are times where like I've been so passionate, um, I guess, about what I do that maybe I don't give, maybe I don't comment about it enough, about the nine to five. Yeah, I don't know. I just went on a weird random downward spiral one day thinking about sharks. All those guys. Well, my dad's been working at a glass tech factory since I was born, or probably even before that. So I know that guy's been heavy lifting all those years and doesn't complain about it. So I just want to say I hope everyone that, that goes through that daily, I hope they're all good, you know? I just want to leave that, I guess. Also, yeah, also. Thank you so much once again, uh, Villa Lemanu. Uh, and guys, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and also comment. We look forward to your well thought out comments. And also, props to you once again. And as usual, Charles, refine, unlock, take, take charge. charge.